This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast to support the show. If you give five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes and a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those will come into play today. <laughs> and... I also want to point out that if you like listening to this on YouTube while you do, you know, real work in the background, this is also on YouTube on the Friendly Atheist channel. Hello. Hi. How is everything? Oh, fine. Um, We're waiting an impending blizzard. Yes. So we're recording this early so yeah. we can get home. We'll see if that works. Yeah. I not. I mean, it's 10.21 a.m. This is an extraordinarily early moment for me to be on yeah. mic. I hate it. Uh, but... My one of my best friends in the whole world is driving up from Louisville, um, and her friend Lauren, and we're gonna be in the city all weekend. And hopefully, they make it after the blizzard. And good luck with that. Well, they're from Kentucky; they're not as <laughs> as nuanced at driving in the snow as we are. I so, see. so. But anyway, uh, let's start this week by talking about Greg Locke, the pastor out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He runs this. Circus Tent Palooza yeah. in a city called Mount Juliet, a Global Vision Bible Church. I feel like he's one of the, there's like four dudes like that that I get mixed up, like him, the Purpose Driven Life guy, like oh, really? those sort yeah. of like low-key trash bags that like... Rick Warren's relatively fine compared to oh, this sort he? of thing, but there are a handful of like these, well, he's not even new independent fundamentalist Baptist types. Yeah. He's just one of those, I run a church and people listen to me, and if I talk confidently and loudly, I can say anything I want and these fools will believe me. Now, Let me spread lies about COVID. Let me I... do whatever, and I'll just insert the word Jesus every few sentences and we'll call it a church. <laughs> the, um, if I say something confidently, people will believe me. Hack is something I learned at a young age and really yeah. got me in a lot of trouble. And I think it was a mistake that men ever learned it period <laughs> because they take way too much advantage of it. <laughs> he, he gets away with a lot because I think he just speaks with authority yeah. and he has that vibe of everything I say is solid gold. There's no room for nuance. It's just definitive yeah. statements all the time. Yeah, the, the charismatic religious leader is mm-hmm. a trope for a reason. Like, <laughs> yeah. people are looking for somebody to inspire them and give them hope. And, and give them answers. And give them answers. To things that don't mm-hmm. always have easy, nuanced answers. Yeah. And he has no problem just saying... Oh, this thing that we don't know everything about? I know the answer 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. But the problem is not just that he's wrong about everything and then spreads that with utter confidence. It's that he doesn't care who he hurts Mm -hmm. in the process. And I should tell you, he's been banned from Twitter, uh, tried re-emerging under a new username, Mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to do that. So I think he's on his third ban right now. Mm. But he's very upset because the thing about trolls is they hate living amongst the trolls. Sure. So, like, this guy's not going to go to, like, Rumble or those right-wing mm. websites because he doesn't care about those people. He wants to troll liberals, and he wants to, like, infuriate people who disagree with him more right. than he wants to preach to the converted. And we see this time and time again with people on the right of, like, owning the libs is more important than, like, passing meaningful policy which or is why doing anything active to help people. Which is why Trump's, like, new social network, truth or whatever, it's not going to go anywhere because his whole base does not want to talk to each other and right. complain. Right. They want to write things, Trouble post things that hurt everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how those places are ever going to succeed in the long term. I mean, but anyway. Not. Um, Over the weekend, Locke went on this, I mean, every rant is unhinged coming from him, but he basically said the following. I'm not going to do all the vocal cadence that he has here, but he basically said, we got the first and last names of six witches that are in our church. And you know what's strange? Three of you are in the room right now. Oh, no. We got your first name. We got your last name. We even got an address for (gasps) one of you. Jesus Christ. He's threatening (laughs) members of his congregation? Not telling them the names, by the way, even though he supposedly has them. Just saying, I'm watching all of you, basically. That is... We'll we'll come back to that. That is not funny, (laughs) quirky Christianity. That is 
abuser territory. So we'll get back to that. He said, you so much as cough wrong and I'll expose you in front of everybody in this tent. He said, we got all six of their names, all six of them. And you said witches, so they're all women, huh? So we'll get back to that too. Yeah. Um, This was the weirdest part, I think. Two of you in my wife's uh, ladies Bible study, and you know who you are. And we're going to ask you to get out or I'll expose you in front of everybody. So two of these supposed witches are part of the church Bible study that his wife runs. So now he's like pitching a locked door mystery of like (laughs) one of you had to kill the butler, but nobody's left. So everybody start pointing fingers at each other. And here's the thing. If he... First of all, why are they members of his church if he knows they are supposedly these evil, evil witches? He apparently knows they're witches, allows them in church. I mean, takes their money. He allows (laughs) them to join the Bible study and get confirmed in his church. All of that's fine, apparently. Like, at no point uh, in this worrisome thing that he's describing does he say, I must stop you from infiltrating my tent. Right. No. He's like, I know you're here. You're standing right here. I know your names. And then he purposely does not get more specific than that, which is... This is really not okay. Like, I want to be extremely clear how dangerous this kind of rhetoric is. This is how women are murdered by their own communities. Yeah, so I have... This is the first step. This is the fifth step. Over the years, I've posted some videos on Twitter that went viral in terms of like, wow, that got a lot of views very quickly. I think this superseded everything because of how many, like... How many people share that reaction that you just had, which is, this isn't just a crazy-ass preacher saying some stupid shit. This is genuinely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, This is a literal witch hunt. Yeah. Republicans, pay attention. (laughs) This is what a witch hunt looks like. Right, right. Yeah, it's... Fuck. No, that's (laughs) really scary. The guest watcher was coming after him. Right. So he not only said... Tennessee church, you said? uh, Tennessee Tennessee church, yeah. He's not just trying to arouse anger in the church members. I mean... Because I think he feels the need to constantly up the ante. This is the same guy who Mm. held a a bonfire last week where he was burning books and quote unquote satanic stuff that involved like Disney action figures. And (laughs) can I tell a funny anecdote? Yeah. I forgot that happened because I also recently rewatched Arrested Development and they have a whole joke about like burning books and burning records. And so when you're like, no, Hammett, you're confused again. This is the fictional world of the yeah. blutes you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, 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 you're no. Right. He actually burnt books. Anything particular? The uh, mouse book? No, or but just... the, I mean, lots. He had a giant fire outside the circus tent, which you would think would be a health hazard of some sort. Uh, OSHA did, should look into that for sure. <laughs> I did read an article that said one supposed Satanist like infiltrated the bonfire ceremony and threw a Bible into the mix. Ha I got you. Mm. Which, again, whatever. But I... Mean. I It's just, this is what this guy does. He's constantly pitching a religion that says you are all constantly under threat. There are people out to get you. I'm the guy who's going to protect you by exposing the wicked ones. Well, nothing fosters a tight-knit community quite like a uh, shared enemy, especially one that's invisible and unprovable. He's using witches the same way most pastors talk about Satan. Yeah, yeah, the devil. I just want you to be scared, and I'm just going to describe everything bad. Yeah, to protect you. And everything bad that is happening in your life, in the world, it's all because of this thing that I am the only one that has the cure for it. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the saying? Like, what's religion? It provides a cure for a problem caused by religion. I'll give you some version. I'll give of you that. the disease, then sell you the cure. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and here's the thing: is he ever going to expose the witches? Is no. he ever going to release their names? No, because I mean, he make he's making it or, all up. Or we're seeing like a cult like escalation which truly like if you look at jonestown like not to be dramatic but like that started as just a regular church and then shit got like kept getting ratcheted ratcheted up like i know that feel like jonestown is such a big thing to invoke but like that's what this kind of thing looks like is nobody is safe except for the people in this room and even in this room there are spies be afraid everywhere i'm the only person you can trust like this is like how cults do. Yeah, it, it's not that he's going to expose the witches; is that he's creating an environment exactly. where anyone could conceivably be declared a witch. And if you don't want to be a target.
target, mm -hmm. just obey and do whatever this guy says, which, yes, that is how cults like, operate. Truly, like, watch any cult, and one of the, one of the kind of tenets is always... You're spying on the other people for me. I'm trusting you. And yeah. they do that with eight different people. So they're all suspicious of each other. So nobody can like band together and rise up. It's, it, he also it, said, textbook shit. He also said a while back, like the devil's the one basically, or whatever, whoever he wanted to blame is spreading lies about COVID, which is why in this church, in yep. this circus tent, we don't do masks. Oh. You wear a mask. I'm going to kick you out of here. Oh. And then remember one of the church members died and his family was like, it's cause of church. It's yeah. cause of lock. And how many other people suffered because of what he said? We don't have <sighs> a direct answer. Yeah. Um, Bob Smetana of Religion News Service saw the video mm -hmm. and he got in touch with Locke. He's like, so tell me about these witches. One accusation that was flying around online, which I have no evidence for. I'm going to say that up front. Okay. But this is one of the things people were saying online, which is that why is he saying there are six witches? I'm going to expose them. Maybe he's trying to get in front of a story that he knows is coming out. Oh, are these, are there like sex, uh, six women who accuse him of sexual assault? Or something yeah. like that. And he's trying to lay the groundwork so everyone in church could dismiss those accusations if and when they come out. Ooh, I have boy. no reason to think that's actually the case. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell that you this, sure I, fucking sinister I have followed this guy for many years of all the problems with this guy that like sexual assault sort of thing of random women that it's never been one of the things he's been associated with. Uh -huh. So I, I have no idea what that's all about, but one, but his defense to Bob of religion news service was, first of all, I didn't say these witches were women. Two of them are men, which doesn't actually answer that accusation yeah does um, he know about no, and warlocks no, and yeah. yeah no he didn't use the terminology the but terminology also he he did not bullshit. yeah he did not uh offer up any names you sure. would think if you want to do a witch hunt you would want more people to know who the witches are no 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 but he's not interested in that counterpoint anybody can be a witch and that <laughs> he, makes things more fun he also said these witches were quote sent here on assignment to disrupt as if this is why the witches are entering his church, because they want to mess with him and this church thing. Except the sort of people like us uh -huh. who would be very interested right. in taking this sort of shit down. Yeah. No one is eager and enthusiastic to go to a maskless, unvaccinated right. circus tent in the middle of rural Tennessee. And like, we're not lining up to disrupt his service. It's so much easier to just let his own words do the right. damage I'm anyway. I'm interested in the fact that he said, he did you say, could you repeat, you said they were sent or they were on he a mission? He said, quote, they were sent here on assignment to disrupt. Um, it's so nefarious. He said this to a uh, religion news service. Because this absolutely like posits a higher bad. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> the boss bad of right. who's sending his little like Once we get the witches, monkeys. we'll get the ultimate witch. Right, right. Like, cause that's not just these and, women are witches and it's they have been sent here. By whom? At one point during his sermon, he I, in big quote hands, he jokingly yep. said something like, Haha, I'll get you my little pretties and your little dog too, speaking to the witches. Except in The Wizard of Oz, it's the, the witch, witch who says that. that. God, <laughs> they're no idea. so bad at humor. It's, <laughs> it's almost impressive. Like, I know I have, like, done some stinkers on this show, but Jesus Christ, they're dull. Notice that he never said, hey, everyone, there are witches here. Let us pray to get rid of them. <laughs> no, that never even crossed his mind. Prayer only works when they say <laughs> it's going to work. It's like a mother's kiss when you got a boo-boo. Oh, man. So, like, it's funny because he's insane, but yeah. also... Funny is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting and terrifying are the words I would so use. So, that was Sunday. And oh, on God. Wednesday, when he did his midweek sermon, he opened it up. That was By yesterday? the way, I should say, Greg Locke knows me. We have communicated in the past when I've said shit about him because he's much? insane. No, this is not a brag. <laughs> this is a disappointment in my life. But I know this guy. <laughs> I've spoken to this guy before many times only to say he knows me. I know he saw that clip on YouTube that I posted because uh -huh. he knows me. Uh -huh. And like... He does not, and he can't communicate with me because he's not on Twitter anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so no more, I'm getting no more DMs <laughs> from this guy. 
Oh, he used to slip in your DMs? <laughs> back in the day. Surely I would read a book that's just your DMs the weird, from unhinged Christian people. The weird thing is like, there are things I've written that he very clearly wanted to clarify in the past. If I said like, this guy's saying this crazy shit mm-hmm. and he would try to clarify it and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm still right. <laughs> um, that was the to- type of conversation we used to have at some point in the future. And one time when like my Facebook account was locked out because on my website's Facebook page, I must've posted an, a story or a meme or something and it offended someone's religious sensibilities mm-hmm. and I got locked out for 24 hours or sure. whatever. It happens. It's happens happened to, to everybody. Um, who does this sort of thing. Uh, I think I said something like, I think I'm locked out for a few days. Does anyone know a workaround or someone at Facebook or Twitter who can uh-huh. help me out with this? He reached out and said, well, I have been locked out in the past and here's the person Greg I talked to. <laughs> he said, I, here's the person I talked to. You might want to talk to them, which was a nice gesture. It didn't work. <laughs> um, but I'm like, it's like he has these, I mean, it's like where, the Ray Comfort sending me pears thing when I made fun of his yeah. movie. It's it's the it's the charm offensive. It, that's exactly <laughs> is that an expression? I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what like, it is. He has his moments where it's like I can see why people are drawn to you, mm-hmm. but also I think you're evil, and in this case, very dangerous. Well, and I think people like, and he's very clearly moved into the I don't care about trying to be on good terms with you. I'm just going to try to hurt people. Now. Sure, that's um, what I've seen in the past like two years. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a tricky thing that happens when they, like... Oh, I brought that up for a reason. Finish oh, you your did. thought. Oh, no, no, I, I, actually, you go ahead. I, I need to um, formulate my On Wednesday, bit. when he did his midweek sermon, he says, I want to address this, like, clip that's been going around. Some known atheist posted this <laughs> online. Me? I'm like... Is it me? You I mean, know. Is it me? No. Is it Donnie? <laughs> He's like... I'm, I was just thinking in my head. First of all, I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> but the second thing, I'm like, you know who I am. <laughs> Don't pretend like I'm some random dude to you. We've communicated before. It's like the 30 Rock thing where the meanest thing you can say to somebody you know is nice to meet you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to get back, I, I think also like in addition, like sort of the flip side of the coin of the the charm offensive thing is, I wonder if a lot of these people are really old fashioned in that, you know how we a lot of people will talk about old timers will talk about oh, um, like in my day, Democrats and Republicans would you know maybe disagree, but then we would go out and have lunch together because blah blah blah. blah. Whereas now I know I just speaking for myself like. I don't want to be friends with somebody who is actively trying to harm somebody else. Like how you vote tells me everything I need to know about you. I think the first time I ever communicate, not communicate with the guy, but he was on my radar is he was saying some anti-abortion bullshit. Mm. And I think he, I think we got a bunch of people online to make donations to Planned Parenthood in his name because they were sending postcards to thank you. That's what happened. And he helped, he made a video where he's like, someone sent me a postcard saying, thank you for your donation to Planned Parenthood. How (laughs) dare one person make a donation (laughs) and put it in my name? And he was very angry about this. So So it's like, oh, oh, they send postcards now? Hey, everybody, go make a donation and say on behalf of the church. And he ended up getting boxes and, and boxes it's like of sent postcards. To his church, right? Like it's yeah. not like his home address. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So then he makes this other video like, there are boxes of Planned Parenthood donation thank you cards. We're going to go to their headquarters and burn these boxes outside the building, which like, whatever. I think that means we could do another round of donations. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the Bundys or whatever who held up in the Northwest? Em and Bundy. Em and yeah, Bundy, yeah, yeah. and people started st- sending them dildos for oh, some I don't reason. I remember that. That's which funny. Which is a good prank, but dildos are probably very expensive, one would think. <laughs> so I hope they right. don't. They right. I mean, get bank. pleasure out of it, for which is the Planned Parenthood donation. <laughs> yeah. Make your donation, yeah. and then they get a postcard. Yeah. That's so much easier. <laughs> um, but like, and since then, he's like uh, Andrew Seidel from Freedom from Religion Foundation mm-hmm. wrote a book about Christian nationalism. He, I think, sent jokingly sent a copy to Greg Locke. Uh-oh. Like, you should read this. It's about your people. <laughs> um, I'm making that up. He didn't write that. But Greg got the book, and he made a video where he's like, "I'm burning this book. I'm not reading this book. I'm gonna burn it." On the floor, which, by the way, as okay. an author, that's great. Yeah. Please Buy burn all, all my books. all of my yes. books and then burn them. Yeah. 
Um, so like he's been trying to, he loves just pay, uh, needling. Oh yeah. Other people. Anyway. But doesn't like it when people do it to him. I don't know. Uh, here's what I'm scared of. Like you said, I don't know where this witch hunt, this literal witch hunt leads, but it's scary because ah, you're putting random anonymous people who yeah. dissent. Um, and anyone who asks questions is like, yeah. you're a witch. Yeah. I, I hope in a few months time we look back on this and think, oh, I was wildly overreacting. But as of this moment, to me, I truly feel like I'm at the end of the second episode of a four-part miniseries on a cult of like, and then he started the witch hunt. Next time right. on Greg Locked Up or whatever it's called. <laughs> like, it, it truly feels like Worst either... Worst midnight showing on MSNBC <laughs> ever. That's true. Like, it's... Maybe it's nothing. Maybe he's just using the scary rhetoric and does not realize the horrible, like, consequences that it could uh, <laughs> behold. But, um, yeah, it's fine. Let me give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Paint Your Life. Uh, not that long ago, I was trying to get a present from my parents who are uh, tough to please. <laughs> so Paint Your Life made it really easy. I took a picture of my kids. I uploaded it at paintyourlife.com. And they basically sent it along to a professional artist who made a handcrafted image based on the picture I sent them. I could ask them for pretty much any size. I got to pick the artist or have them choose one for me. And along the way, I had a bunch of opportunities to see drafts of the painting, make modifications, suggestions. And when my when I finally got the finished product and gave it to my parents, I'm telling you, they were thrilled. They were happier about that than they ever would be of the show. <laughs> it's true. I'm still here. I know. <laughs> it, but it's an awesome gift. It's personal. It's different. They'll use any picture you've got. Quality is amazing. You could get your painting in as little as two weeks. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final product, your money is refunded, guaranteed, and right now, as a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get that special offer, just text the word FRIENDLY to 64000. That's FRIENDLY to 64000. Text FRIENDLY to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. I want to just talk about this Kevin Sorbo tweet that cracked oh, me up. I know you've seen this. Oh, God. Um, but in a clip on one of those right-wing podcasts, uh, basically Kevin Sorbo, the Hercules actor, the guy who was in the original God's Not Dead. Who <laughs> famously one time read a stage direction and just yelled, Disappointment! Oh, my God. Have you never heard that? I have not heard okay, that. Gonna, Please and... find everything you can about that moment. I can't Kevin Sorbo was it. on a right-wing podcast and said his production company has 30 movie scripts with crews and locations all lined up, but can't get any people to finance any of them, and it's because he's a conservative. So many problems with this. First of all, so many. how do you good. have... 30 movie scripts and not a single decent one because I've seen what this guy, I'm oh my him God, I'm GIF. seeing the, the it, GIF, the GIF. Shut up. Nobody thinks Yep, so. he's screaming disappointed. Uh -huh. I, I, I'm not going to do the That's video, beautiful. but you have to assume, like you have to understand that the audio matches that <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> disappointed! Yes. How do you have 30 scripts lined up with crews and locations when you don't have any funding for any of them? Are you really lined telling... Lined up like, with crews yeah, and locations? Are you telling people, this is script 29, I need you to put your life on hold, I'm working on the money thing. Yeah, that man does not understand how yeah. shit is made, or is depending that we don't understand how I shit don't, is made. I don't recall Kevin Sorbo making one movie. I mean, God's Not Dead, he acted in, but that he wasn't, wasn't his... He wasn't the producer of that, he was a hired actor. So why does he have so many scripts? Is he... I have getting no into idea. producing? Is I he think, just buying up scripts? I think one time he made a documentary where he... Quote was unquote, star? No, he was like the... I don't know anything, but I'm going to talk to Christian Bible scholars who know everything. Very Lee Strobel-esque. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea what these movie scripts are, but the fact that he has 30... Uh-huh. Uh, and also, I can't get people to finance them because he's because he says because he's a conservative. Clint Eastwood spoke at the Republican yeah. National Convention. I don't think he's ever had a problem making a movie or getting money to make a movie. Tim Allen is conservative. He's the voice of every animated everything. Well, now, mostly just Buzz Lightyear <laughs> and home improvement. Things. But he's in stuff. 
Like, conservatives aren't necessarily the problem. They could still get work in Hollywood. And you're telling me that Hollywood, like, think of every horrible, awful, stereotypical thing you know about Hollywood. You're telling me you could make money for them, but they're saying, no, I disagree with your political beliefs. Yeah. Like, that's never happened ever in the history of Hollywood. Also... They will make shitty movies if they think they can make money off of them. Yeah, I... While you were talking, I was looking up what the first God's Not Dead grossed. Um, oh, it's a lot, like sixty, seventy million. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. It's, uh, Sixty-five million against a budget of two million. Yeah. So these are really profitable movies. I, I'm gonna look up the other ones and see if the other ones went down, went down, went down in profitability. But like, at least as far as I know, even God's Not Dead three, when people stop paying attention. Uh, made money in the long run. But again, none of those are Sorbo's productions and he's not into or beyond. So like, this is not Pure Flix, which right. has made a lot of money from Pure those movie, movies. Sorbo's saying he has his own production company and is going to make money, but like no one will give him the funding he needs. By the way, if you have all these projects, projects and you have a production company and you feel confident in what you're making, go friggin' fund it yourself mm-hmm. and make the money and prove to people that you're worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Nope. He'd rather whine about it than actually do something about it. Typical right-wing trope. Yeah. Um, I just looked up um, the second movie, a uh, budget of $5 million, grossed $25 million. Mm-hmm. Again, the only one I don't know the answer to is the new one that came out that honestly got very little publicity uh, and it was called God's Not Dead, colon, some random bullshit. A Light in the Darkness? No, that was three. Oh. Come on, know your God's <laughs> Not sorry. Dead mythology God's here. God's Not Dead names. Yeah. I know one is We the People or That's something like that. That's the new one. Is it We the People? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much one money oh, yeah, that made people. or how much their budget was for that, but that was a pandemic uh, era movie production. But I don't know how much they made. Kevin Sorbo has enough. I don't know how rich this guy is. I have no doubt he has enough money to get this one of these movies financed. He just doesn't care. He yeah. wants to whine yeah. about it more than do something about he it. He wants to be. He wants to play a victim and then accuse everybody else of playing victim. It's yeah. his favorite. Okay, favorite I'm going to shift gears entirely here because this blew my mind. Do you know the Catholic League? Uh, Bill uh, yeah. Donahue. Sure, sure, sure. Like Blowhard, who uh-huh. often back in the day, uh, back with like Dave Silverman of American Atheist, mm-hmm. would appear on these panel discussions about religious issues, and you would have like the atheist fighting the Fox News host. Yeah. And they would have this conservative Catholic, Bill Donahue, like defending whatever the Fox News host. Yeah, it was said. a very different time <laughs> in the world because they were always arguing about like whether atheists. A exists. B are moral. <laughs> Is C, this billboard like, offensive to right, you? Right. It, it was all very like kind of esoteric, as opposed to now. It's like, hey, these atheists think gay people should have the same rights as straight people. <laughs> Debate that. Like right. it's that more now. I yeah, guess. we're not talking about billboards anymore. Right. Right. Um, so the thing about the Catholic League is, as someone who has followed them for like 15, 20 years. <laughs> they they have an organization. Wow, say that again and I, really I'm listen old. to I'm, yourself. I believe no, me, I do it every day. No, but you dedicated two decades of your Dude, life to this garbage. You are not saying anything I haven't said to myself <laughs> so many times. So the Catholic and League... And your children say to you at night? My, my kids don't <laughs> know what I do. I try not to tell them to keep them happy. <laughs> so the Catholic That's League is... why I don't is, hang out with them. <laughs> ...is an organization uh-huh. like that, I assume, has like a building. They have a board of directors. It works like a nonprofit. Right. Like they say they're a nonprofit defending Catholics. But just to be clear, and they are open about this, they have no official affiliation with the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. They get no money from the Vatican. It's an independent group uh-huh. that just says, we defend Catholicism. Okay, fine. Whatever you they're do your unofficial thing. unofficial franchise. But as far as I could tell, like name one board member of the Catholic League. Phil Donahue. You can't. You can't. Because they're MIA all the time. Oh. I'm sure there's a list on their website, mm-hmm. but they're not public figures. Okay. How many staffers does the Catholic League have? I don't know. I think they have like a half dozen, up to a dozen staff members. Huh. You've never heard. I'm You generally yeah. have never heard of any of them because Bill Donahue's the only one who ever is in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Technically, there's a vice president to the organization whose name I just wrote about, and I still can't remember because she's... 
non-entity as far as anything's concerned. But those are the only, like, two main staffers and then maybe a handful of, like, interny type staff. Mm -hmm. But what do they do? What does the Catholic League do? The answer is nothing, as far as I can tell. They put out press releases every time, like, Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live makes a joke (laughs) where Catholic (laughs) priests are the punchline. Uh They whip out a press release saying, NBC hates Catholics, Mm -hmm. um, which is bullshit. But they just put out press releases... It's like One Million Moms, which is the one mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you saw a, a commercial. Oh, you <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Monica. You, you <laughs> saw one commercial with a gay couple that, like, a glimpse of, here's a happy family. There's a happy family. Here are two gay dads. Here's another. Wait, go back. It's more like, and then they put out a, two men sitting at a table with a child. <laughs> right. Fuck! And then they put out a press release, One Million Moms does, yeah. saying, like, this is traumatizing children. End of days, end of days. But One Million Moms is literally one woman and no staff, as far <laughs> as I can tell. The Catholic League is Bill Donahue and a bunch of, like, figureheads who don't do anything. Uh-huh. So here's why I bring all that up. Yeah. This is this has been the case as long as they've existed, pretty okay. much. What's his salary? Who's? Bill Donahue. Oh, a million dollars. Oh. A year. Yes. Is it? Did uh-huh. I get it right? That's the story here. Here's what we found out. NBC News reported this this week. That, you know, nonprofits are supposed to fill out those, like, 990 forms that tell you, here's how much we took in. Right. Here's where that money went. We're not a shady group. Mm-hmm. Here's what we do. Mm-hmm. And all of that's fine. But you are supposed to be transparent about it if you're a nonprofit. And there's a separate argument to be had that churches are nonprofits, but they don't have to do this. Sure. Anyway, this is a nonprofit group. In 2017, which was their last publicly available 990... It said five years ago, uh Bill Donahue, it said on there, made $511,000 a year and then got an additional roughly $59,000 in additional compensation, maybe like travel budget, other stuff like that. So, I mean, $570,000, right? Uh Not bad for a guy whose entire job appears to be shitting out press releases every two days that say the same thing over and over. That feels like... Right for that kind of position, that kind of figurehead, right? Like, I don't know, that doesn't... If you're the head of, let's say, the ACLU or Planned Parenthood, like a major, and could be conservative too, a large nonprofit with hundreds of employees and Mm. this, it might, you can make a solid argument that since the role of a director, executive director, president of a nonprofit at Mm -hmm. those places Mm -hmm. is not to micromanage what your staff is doing every day, but to be the figurehead and raise money for the group. And because of you, the group made X millions of dollars this year. Mm -hmm. So yes, you get paid well for it. And nonprofits- That happens all the time. And we can argue about how much they should be making. Totally, totally, yeah. But this, like that sort of salary- would not be weird if they had a pretty large staff mm-hmm. and they were doing all sorts of things that required a large staff. Mm-hmm. Get, my issue with this is he's one dude with sure. a couple of minions. What does he do? I, does he really need half a million dollars? Does he deserve no. it? No. I No, I can't. I don't know how you justify that if you are a donor to the organization. By the way, in 2017, it also said all other staffers combined outside Donahue and his vice president mm-hmm. received less than 250,000 total. <laughs> and how many, do we know how many staffers there are? Uh, six to 12, somewhere in there. I don't okay. n- I, Yeah. So less. So, less it wasn't per a, so basically he made half a million. <laughs> sure. His VP made like a quarter million. And then and everybody else also made a quarter million. else made that total. Yeah. Like, okay, weird. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Here's why this is news. To me, that just sounds like, they just <laughs> re- relatively recently, uh, because there's an IRS deadline here, they just released uh, their 990 from 2019. I know. The dates are weird here. Is this normal? Here. Kind of, unfortunately. You, okay. no, who's going to hold them accountable? No one. Fair the IRS enough. does not pay attention. Okay, so to this sort so of thing. this isn't like a normal thing uh, that I wasn't aware of. Like you're work, work, you're five years behind on your taxes at all times. Something like that. Yeah. Like if you donate to a solid, good nonprofit, uh-huh. not only do they release their tax returns on time, like within a timely manner, uh-huh. they put it right up on their website and sure. say, if you want to know what we do, where our money goes, here it is for you. They're certainly not trying to hide it, right? And if you're shady about it, you don't do it unless you have to, mm-hmm. and only then, like. Like, you won't necessarily find this easily 
on a lot of nonprofits' websites. Sure. Like, I only got access to this through, like, Charity Navigator or GuideStar or one of those nonprofit watchdogs that collects this sort sure. of thing. So NBC News saw, oh, they just posted their 2019 990 mm-hmm. tax return. Let's see what's changed. And what they noticed is that Donahue's salary had jumped oh. to $990,000. Oh, ho. Almost. In one year. Well, two years, yeah. In addition to $63,000 for additional expenses. So this guy is now making over a million dollars a year and presumably has since 2019. And that's a jump from the half million plus he was making in 2017. So we go back to the question, what the hell are you doing? What do you do to earn this money? Or, this is the accusation, is the Catholic League just like a slush fund for you where you put board members on, like, who just are there to rubber stamp whatever you want? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no actual governance here. So this is what NBC News was like, well, that's unusual. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't see that at legit nonprofits. So they asked him, like, what is up with this bill? And here's what he said to NBC News. Your information on my salary is incorrect. Oh. Uh-huh. It's, it's their documentation, by the way. Yeah. He said, the board decided to grant me an exit compensation. Oh. I will be retiring probably in the next few years. And that is why the figure appears to double my salary. That doesn't make sense. That's not First how of retirement all, works. He just said it's incorrect. And that's why it all seems this way. Well, then it was correct. The number was right. So it wasn't incorrect. But also, you're telling me because you think you're going to retire. Not I am retiring, but I might. So the board decided to, like, thank me or whatever. Give me my super bonus exit package. None of this makes sense. NBC spoke to nonprofit lawyers and people who follow this stuff and basically saying, is this normal? And they're all like, no. I'm so fucking mad right now because Um, all I can think about is the fact that when I started interviewing for jobs like 10 or 15 years ago, everyone was like, make sure you take off your engagement ring (laughs) because if they see that you're married or engaged, they'll think, Ooh, she's probably going to have a baby soon. So we probably Uh don't want to hire her because we don't have to have to cover that. Whereas this guy's like, I might think about retiring soon. And the company was like, that's great news. Here's twice of everything for some reason. Right. Like, what What? what think could he, the justification possibly be? I think he gets paid by the decibel. So every uh, time he yells, the pay goes up. So that's a pretty funny joke. Thank you. The N- NBC News spoke to a nonprofit fraud expert who said this. I will, uh, I will be retiring, probably. Certainly would not be enough for me to vote as a board member to pay out exit compensation. This what? sounds like it's more of a possibility where he says, I might retire, but he's not. Uh-huh. That's weird. She said, why would the board agree to exit compensation before the exit is planned? Yeah. And also, that's a big exit this compensation. money laundering, right? Probably. I mean. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, my buddy Rob Boston of Americans United, who's followed, Ameri- uh, who's followed Bill Donahue in the Catholic League longer than I have, Uh, He said, the Catholic League's main activities these days seem to be placing shrill op-eds by (laughs) William Donahue and right-wing clickbait sites, publishing a poorly designed newsletter, and issuing hysterical and utterly predictable press releases, screaming about anti-Catholicism whenever anyone dares to disagree with the political opinion uh, position held by Catholic bishops. By the way, Bill Donahue also defends the Catholic Church anytime there's an accusation of child abuse, child sexual abuse. Sure. He's like, let me tell you why the Catholic Church is fine here. That's also what's going on. So, listen, it's- I don't know why he's getting paid this much. I don't know if what he's doing is legal. It's certainly not ethical by any reasonable no. standard. And I'm these are the people who like are willing to look the other way on something like this are also the people who are clutching at their pearls that people want to make $15 an hour uh-huh. or they're afraid they don't want welfare because what if somebody takes welfare and isn't even working uh-huh. or trying to work like they're so breathlessly worried about people taking advantage of quote unquote the system but things like this happen and they're like I don't understand how I could be upset about this there's no better use of that $500,000 than to go in this rich man's pocket like, it's, it's astoundingly evil. 
I don't get it. I don't know why you'd want to donate to this organization, even if you supported, in general, the Catholic Church. Like, I, it's an easy right-wing grift to say, I'm going to complain about all it's the things you hate. It's such a grift. It's such a grift. And I'm going to do it in the name of my God right. and my religion, and people will flock to it. There, there is a very easy, susceptible, gullible audience that yeah. buys into this shit. And again, I just... They're, even if everything they're doing is legal... Uh, by the books legal you have to wonder like you all know that you're just lining his pockets and they're not doing anything beyond the press releases which by the way most media outlets know not to take seriously because it's one dude who basically lives in his basement and shits this stuff out yeah so like even the press releases don't really accomplish anything that they're aiming if they're aiming for change Mm -hmm. it's not working because they're less effective now than they were when they first began at least back in the day, you could get a like a media hit. You could get on TV yeah. because your group was fighting this cause. And now it's like, oh, you guys issued a press release about a joke on late night sketch comedy shows? Like, dime a dozen from this group, so we just know to ignore you. It's just truly the most pointless of endeavors. Like, what, to what end? What is your goal, sir? To keep... You can't shrug on a podcast. To keep, like... <laughs> Yeah, to just point. be there until so another priest is accused of something so you can dig up dirt on the kid they molested? Like, is that your job? Is that is that how you're honoring your God? Because, I don't know, that doesn't feel great. Also, if I'm donating to a place and they're like, ah, we're technically legal, I would be like, <laughs> I am taking my money and running far away from you. Like, what the fuck is the matter no with these people? You're a church. You you pretend to be this moral high ground. You try to apply your morals to everybody. Meanwhile, y'all are grifters. You are grifting these people. I woke up the dog. See what you did, yes, Hammond? I, yes, blame me. Le- uh, I was waiting <laughs> See what for you this made story. Me do? <laughs> I was waiting to tell you this one. Oh, okay. God. Uh, here's the sad beginning, then we'll get to the crazy shit. Uh, January of 2021, over a year ago, uh, a young woman, 26 years old, her name is Hannah Ford, uh, she died in a car accident. Mm. Horrible tragedy, made even worse by the fact that she had just gotten engaged like the oh, month prior. Honey. I think she was looking at a potential wedding venue and driving home when this horrible thing happened. Awful. Obviously, awful thing. Um, the man, she, by the way, I should point out, she's a conservative activist from Alabama, I believe Alabama, and she had worked on a number of, uh, Republican campaigns Mm -hmm. and her fiance, his name is Winchester Hagens. (laughs) No, you don't get to laugh at that. His name is Winchester Hagens. He's the son of an evangelist. So they both live in the same like circles of right-wing, conservative, white evangelical type of politics, culture. Uh Okay, fine. Whatever. So they're engaged to be married. She dies in this horrible way. So sad. And this guy is obvious, her fiance, obviously grieving, devastated. And you could see like the Instagram posts from around that time are just like, this is like, she's with God now. The stuff you would expect. I can't imagine. Right. So one of the ways he's been grieving over the past year is he visits her grave in the cemetery and he brings flowers for her. Now, I should uh, say the city that they are in, they say, look, if you want to take a flower, it's still Alabama. You could, you're totally allowed to put a flower on a grave site. That's Mm -hmm. all well and good. Because of some inside thing this couple had going on, he said she doesn't like, you know, uh, what'd she say? She doesn't like cut flowers from a florist. So he actually wanted to put like a box of flowers, Uh like roots and all in a planter box Uh uh, on her gravesite. Uh, Because he's like, she would have wanted that sort of thing. That's cute. And technically the city's ordinances say, well, you're not allowed to do that. But honestly, we're not going to put up a fight with you about this. If you want to do that, we'll let you do it. Unless like the family complains, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's been doing this for years he made an Instagram post uh, a has while... It, has it been growing or he's just maintaining this little mini garden? Well, I think it could grow a little bit, but it's not to the point where it's out of hand. Okay, that's that what I was wondering. It's, it's, it's not a, I'm going to make this bigger and bigger so I can really honor Jesus like that guy from <laughs> right. The Fight Before Christmas is what I'm thinking. Right. So uh, several months ago, one of his Instagram posts... Uh, showed a picture of the flower box, which is decorated on like the wood uh, box that it's in uh-huh. is decorated with pictures on the outside. Very adorable. Sure. And it's a, and here's what he wrote on Instagram. 
I wish she was with me tonight. Mm -hmm. This is the fourth time I've put a flower box on her grave, and someone keeps trashing them. Like, someone keeps throwing away the flowers I plant, but each time he throws them away, I will plant more. Didn't give a name. Just said each time... He said he, but I don't know if he said any name or knew who it was. Okay. He's like, someone must be throwing this away. Because who's going to a cemetery, to a specific grave site? Of course. And wrecking this thing. And because it had happened multiple times, uh-huh. clearly calculated yeah. and not random. So he's like, listen, I don't know who's doing and this. it's definitely not just like, sometimes flowers die. Right. Okay. No. Okay. So he's like, whatever. I don't know who's doing this, but I'm going to keep putting a box here. Sure. As long as you do it. So... That was weird. And also, like, what the hell is someone doing? That's messed up. Um, So the reason I bring up this story is, so January of 2022, last month, Mm -hmm. would have been the one-year anniversary of her death. So um, Winchester Higgins goes to the cemetery, puts another box there. And I'm going to read to you from a story, a new story about this. Last month, Higgins was arrested for littering after putting the box of flowers on her grave. Wait for it. Hannah's father, (gasps) Tom Ford, signed the warrant for his arrest. No! Hagen's says he was never contacted by Ford before he was arrested. The officer came over and said, Hey, Mr. Hagen's, can you step out of the car? There's a warrant for your arrest. And I said... No, that's impossible. There's no way. Oh, my God. So not only did he get arrested for littering, for putting a flower box on his dead fiance's gravesite, her dad is the one who said, go arrest that man. Oh, my God. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Also, I love this story, but why are we talking about yeah. it? <laughs> so who is his dad? Who Ah. is this girl? I'm sorry. Who is her dad? Her dad. Who is her dad? Her dad's name is a guy named uh, Tom Ford III, who is also a conservative Baptist preacher. Same circles. Designer. I think there might be, but um, yeah, he's he's a conservative Baptist preacher, and a few years ago, he was one of the guys cheerleading for Roy Moore who was running for senator. Oh, and so, so he's a good person. Yeah. So Roy Moore, of course, the former chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court, who was running for senator against, uh, oh my God, the name is escaping me. Help me out there. Um, Doug Jones. <laughs> Doug Jones, thank you. Um, and during that race, of course, when Roy Moore is the nominee, stories start coming out about how he, uh, uh, how Roy Moore sexually assaulted girls Mm -hmm. like he was 32 she was 14 and then more women came out of the woodwork saying yeah that happened to me too look at this poor sweet boy i know there's when she's showing uh just showing me a picture of winchester Hagen's kneeling by the gravesite squatting squatting by the gravesite so tom ford uh the woman's dad worked for roy moore when the allegations against him came out and basically sunk that campaign, he, Tom Ford was one of several pastors who signed a letter saying, we support this man and we're on his side no matter what. Huh. I'm not saying that has connected necessarily to the story. I just wanted you to know who we're dealing with here. Uh-huh. Basically saying, I don't, I'm still behind Roy Moore, even though he wants to impose like theocracy on the world. Mm-hmm. He, and Tom Ford wasn't just a dude who signed his name. His name was at the top of the list. And by the way, his daughter, the one who died, worked on Roy Moore's campaign too. Cool. Um, which, mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so what does that have to do with the... Oh, the box planner was so cute too. I I'm know, sorry, I just wanted I to know. see some. It so why sweet. did Tom Ford... What did he have... Like, here's what I didn't get at first as I'm reading this story. Why would this conservative preacher whose daughter went through this tragedy... Okay. Whose fiancé appeared to be in the same conservative Christian Republican circles... Mm-hmm. What's their beef I have no idea because it sounds like they're the same dude. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you know the answer of his reasoning? No. Oh, so and we by don't the know. Way, so I was going to take some swings, no, but so we just don't know. We don't know, and neither does Winchester Hagen's over what here. What the fuck? Because they're like, so why is he coming after you for the flowers? He's, I don't think he knows. He's like, I have no idea what this guy has against me. 
Um, is this just a case of a guy who refuses to go to therapy and has taken it out on everybody else in I, his life? I have no clue. But interestingly enough, I found the website for Tom Ford's church that he pastors. Mm-hmm. And a, the last sermon that is published from Tom Ford is from last October. So this is like six months after his daughter is, has died. Mm-hmm. And here's one of the things he said. He was talking about losing a daughter. Very emotional. And along the way, he said this. This is from Tom Tom Ford, the father. (laughs) I think of the times I visited my father's grave. I would stand there and wish I could talk to it and express my gratefulness, my appreciation, my love, his love for me when I was unlovable. This beautiful sermon about Mm -hmm. his deceased father Mm -hmm. saying, I went to that grave site of my dad and I was very emotional. Yeah, here's what it meant to me. Meanwhile, his future son-in-law at one point is doing the same thing. And Tom Ford's like, arrest that man. What I don't know. Tom Ford, a lot of news outlets reached out to him saying like, what is the problem here? He did not issue any kind of public statement about this. Like... There's wow. no re- I don't know what beef he had. I don't know what problem he has with the flowers or anything. But I just the headline of this story is that a Baptist preacher had a man arrested for putting flowers on the one woman they both loved yeah. for different reasons. And no one knows what's up with that. Like, I'm wondering... It, it, my initial thought would be, ooh, I wonder if the fiancé is actually... The bad guy and like was There's a horrible abuse. Other thing. than the fact but, that he's conservative <laughs> and course. in those circles, I have. N- but yeah, I got of course, I, and I'm not you. saying that that is what what's happening. But like, even were that the case, if Tom Ford was a proponent of Roy Moore, yeah, I wouldn't bet he would be too upset if this guy was not treating his daughter great because he doesn't care about women. Mm. That might have been a big swing, but I like, know. I don't know. I, I have no, I'm baffled. I mean, he, Tom Ford Maybe that's supported what Jesus Roy Moore. Done. His daughter worked for Roy Moore. I have to assume this fiance supported Roy Moore too, or at least Is, those things. So again, politically, religiously, all this stuff, they seem to be in line. And I, and which also raises the question of when Hagen's was putting these flower uh, boxes on her grave for mm-hmm. the past year and they kept getting vandalized, who's doing that? Was it the father? Or do you think he like paid somebody to go clean it up? such a weird... So, st- so deeply strange and I, sad. I don't know. I have so many questions and I have yeah. zero answers, but that's kind of the whole point of the story. Because even the dude that got arrested is like, I have no idea what I'm doing wrong here. Is there like a biblical passage against planters or something like that? Because you just never know it's in the Bible. You know, that's as reasonable I mean, as an unreasonable the justification. Thing, right. There's the mixed fabrics thing. If that were true, Planters? if there was some, if there was some Bible verse that he was interpreting to say you can't do that, I feel like he could have just said that to the media. Okay, if but um, he didn't. If I came to you and I was like, well, I just found out that uh, the Bible says you're not. This preacher says the Bible says you're not supposed to use planters yeah. because. Uh, God already gave you the earth. Why are you trying to lift uh-huh, the earth uh-huh. out of the earth? Would you believe that? I mean, I've heard worse. Yeah. But also, you would say that out loud because someone with that irrational of thinking, yeah. they're very proud of that. Yeah. So he would have said that. He didn't say that. He's just like, I did my thing. All I the have drainage power. you need, God gave you. We're like, what are we... Uh, yi, yi. The know. priorities. The priorities are always confusing. Let's talk about our other sponsor. Oh, yeah. Go for it. It's my turn. It's your turn. Um, I'm reading an ad. No big deal. Hey, thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring our program. Um, if you like cooking but don't like shopping and meal prep, HelloFresh is, is for you. They deliver pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives every week. You can skip the trip to your grocery store for last-minute ingredients, stop wasting money on food that you'll just end up throwing out. Um... I started using HelloFresh when Mikey and I were both uh, out of the house full time and I, uh, and we had a puppy and I really like cooking, but I was getting home at like six o'clock and then would be like, oh, and now I have to figure out a thing to make. And it was very stressful. Um, 
So having a couple options that I could just grab out of the fridge, um, you know, choosing between two meals and an infinite number of meals is much easier for me. Um, I'm really excited now. Uh, Hello Custom is a thing. So you can swap out like a protein or a side. So it gives you more choice, more variety and more meals that are tailored uh, to you. So um, go to HelloFresh.com slash Friendly Atheist 16 and use code Friendly Atheist 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Friendly Atheist 16 and use code Friendly Atheist 16. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Let's talk about Midland Christian School. So Texas I was going to say, is this a Texas-based situation? It is a Texas situation. This is a, like, I think K-12 school in Texas. Uh On Wednesday morning this week, police arrived at the school, arrested five employees. Employees? Employees, including, like, a baseball coach, an athletic director, Uh a vice principal, Uh another vice principal, and the superintendent. The superintendent? Everyone. They got all five of them. We have mug shots for all of them. And it's like, the hell's going on there? Because I will tell you, as I saw this story, it's like someone alerted me. Hey, some shit's going down at this school. And you're like, and what? Texas? Why? I know. Um, and you could see some of the news vans like, five people just got arrested at this school. We don't know why yet. <laughs> so it's like, huh. the hell? How do you get this many Something's people involved? Off. Here's what I have since figured out from additional uh, people writing about this story. They were all, here's the story, okay, as we know it. Last month, a freshman at the school, he's a baseball player, um, he must have gone to the locker room to change clothes. A freshman at the school, so he's probably 14. 14-ish, yeah. Yeah. Um, He said he goes to the locker room to change his clothes. Lights get turned off and someone yells out like, it's freshman initiation day. Oh, Boy. And, a, and a, apparently a handful of kids start beating this kid up. What? Yeah. What? Um, it's like a hazing ritual or something. They start beating, beating this kid him up, up. And then someone allegedly uh, assaults him sexually <gasps> with a baseball bat. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> Horrible stuff. I, I don't have any more information on that. Oh, but my fucking Christ. That's, that's the right reaction, a right? Kid? A kid. With a baseball bat? At Midland Christian School. It's a Christian school? Uh, uh Uh-huh. So, what is... I don't know what happened specifically after all this, but at some point within the next day or two, the assistant principal of the school, her name is Dana Ellis, knew what happened. Someone told her. I don't know if it was the victim. I don't know if it was someone else. Uh Uh-huh. The word gets back to the vice principal. What would you do in her situation? The vice principal situation? Yes. Fire everybody and just start again. Burn the school down. <laughs> start again. You done fucked up. This right. is this is not a fixable situation. This is a tear the system down situation. So what does she do? As far as I can tell, she didn't document anything and Good. told the superintendent who... At a school like this, the superintendent sounds like a big deal, but yeah. it's probably like Do you principal, know? small school, like oh, superintendent. So it's a small school? Yeah. Well, compared to like a giant ass public school, okay, it's smaller. But she tells the superintendent, uh-huh. whose name is Jared Lee. Jared Lee is the head of the school. So fine, I get it. She told him. Right. What does he do? Um, he basically tells the athletic director and another assistant principal, I need you guys to investigate this. Okay. And so they, I guess, go off and running. Like, what do you want them to do? They're nobody. They're not cops. They're not cops. Okay, so this is kind of the whole story. At no point do any of these adults say, what? A sexual assault occurred on campus. Let's talk to the police about this and get them on the case. No one does that. They apparently, allegedly, they all just like talk to each other and say, you should take care of this. That was booked up. You should do something. None of them go to the police. I should say in Texas, state law mandated reporting on this sort of thing. Isn't that national? They have to. I don't know if it's in every state, but in Texas, they have to report this sort of thing to law enforcement. Mm -hmm. There are paperwork. You have to do like, Mm -hmm. oh, uh, let me write down the incident report. Mm -hmm. Let me write down everything we know so I have the documentation for it so we can proceed. Because the police are going to want to see that as well. I work at a 
nonprofit and a horse bit me and I had to write up an incident report. Right. Like the, the, the standards for writing incidents reports is very low, like a major splinter you have to do an incident report on. So weeks after this incident occurred, I guess law enforcement, the Midland uh, Police Department or something must have found out about the, the assault. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, shit, no one told us about. OK, well, we'll get on the case. So they're talking to the school and they're like, hey, Superintendent Lee, give us all your documentation on this. And what does he say? Nah. No. <gasps> I was doing a joke. <laughs> he said no. He refused to uh, turn over the requested documentation. He refused to answer any more questions. And they're like, you don't Are get to say no to us for that sort of thing. Works. So it turns out uh, this week, police obtained a search warrant to go to the school They went to the school and they were able to get access to emails, any written reports about this incident that Uh occurred. And what they found out is that the only documentation that they could get their hands on was written up a couple of days ago, (gasps) literally. Like, not when the incident occurred. Nobody wrote it down. It's pretty much like, from what I can gather, school officials are like, oh, no. No paper trail, no paper trail. There's no paper trail, but, like, we need to produce one, so let's write it up now. And, like, all the actual things they were supposed to do, they're now trying to make up for lost time. And the police know that. They know that this stuff was written, like, this week, which is illegal. This is why I don't believe in any conspiracy theories, because people are absolute idiots. (laughs) Right. So, I don't know, were they trying to just cover it up? Because if people found out about what happened to the student, it would be bad publicity for the school. They were not concerned about their student, they are concerned about their own asses. Yeah. Um, So, all five of those adults, including the baseball coach... Uh, who apparently also knew about the incident and uh-huh. didn't go to police, were arrested. Good. They have, uh, I think they were released from jail on bond as they await a court date. The school has only issued a statement basically saying, school officials have and will continue to cooperate with law enforcement and their investigation. I hope which, none mm, of them can ever work with children again. Uh, I should say one student who, obviously because he's a minor, his name is not public, uh-huh. one student was charged with the attack, apparently the one who did the sexual assaults, which, but apparently there were more people there. So I don't know what happens to these other kids. But again, the the question here, why didn't school officials follow the protocol? Why didn't they tell law enforcement? What were they trying to accomplish? What were they going to do if the police did not get involved? Were they just hoping to slide this under the rug or something? How did all these people know about the hazing? Which apparently, according to students, are like, yeah, it's a thing that happens at our school. How did everyone know this? And these adults did nothing to stop it before this sort of thing happens. Because of toxic masculinity. Because, like, the boys will be boys of it all. This is how they have to bond. It's such garbage, and people are getting hurt. A local... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so upset about this. A local news outlet spoke with former students. I should say they are not named. We don't know who these people are, so I don't know how much validity to give these statements. But the news outlet said we spoke to former students who said, one of them said, this is definitely not the first cover-up that has taken place in Midland Christian at the hands of coaches and staff. Someone else said, there's a double standard. Boys get away with a lot. Another said, same thing happened to my sister there. (gasps) They, other students, slipped her a Xanax. (gasps) She had no idea what it was as a sophomore. Then during a talent show, they started hitting her in the face with what I think they mean their dicks. My sister told the what? I, I'm sorry. I can't verify. So I can't verify this. My sister told the principal and the coaches, and they suspended her for <gasps> taking the Xanax. Meanwhile, the boys got to play the next football game. All unsourced. Take that all with a grain of salt. But the reaction from former students, at least in some cases, is what this story is about: them not reporting the, to the police about the sexual assault. That pretty much falls right in line with what we experienced at the school. And some of these people are offering up unverified stories to back that up. Right. But again, it's they're just saying, yeah, that that checks. That's about what we experienced with these people, too. This sucks. It very much does. And again, look, the, the problem here is if they thought they were going to be able to sweep this under the rug and get away with it. Right. 
Um, I mean, the Catholic Church does that. Southern Baptists have done that. Jehovah's Witnesses have done that, where they sweep it under the rug, hoping, like, we'll take care of it. But we'll take care of it internally. The military has done that. Like, any time there is a group of people who believe that their desires supersede the law, we're going to keep seeing this. And as long as people value men's careers over the children and women and other men that they hurt... This is going to keep happening. Yeah. What's, I mean, we what's can't, going to stop them? We cannot count on Christian leaders to police themselves when story after story shows they are completely unable to hold each other accountable. It, and I, it's not specific to Christians, but it does happen within Christian Well, groups. because Christianity tends to be this sort of like top-down paternalistic society of whatever the upper echelon says goes, don't question it. And that is a... That is... You could draw a straight line between don't doubt God's word to men do whatever the fuck they want to because with no consequences because they want to. And I don't know, I don't say this very often, but man, if the police were not there, what the hell would have happened? Now all I can think about right? is how many other schools in the cross country around the world who are pulling this shit off and are not documenting it. And how, like... How did it come out? The kid said something to another teacher. Is that what you said? Um, I must have been the case. We, but we don't really know. We don't know all the details. Again, this is we're recording this on Thursday. This yeah. went down on Wednesday morning, okay. and people are trying to figure out what the hell's going I mean, on. Victims are constantly shamed into silence. Yeah. This shit is happening and all if, over the fucking place. And of course, because the victim is underage, that makes it that much more delicate and mm-hmm. harder to get information because it's not like you're gonna. Yeah, and you don't want to re-traumatize. Like, that's a whole other thing of, like, re-traumatizing kids by making them go to fucking court and testifying against their molesters or whatever. Like, the whole thing is fucked and rigged for the weak people to lose. And on that note, uh, we're going to wrap up here. Can I go back to bed? No, you cannot. Uh, Where do we find you? Sad. Oh, God. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jess Blumke and on um, Etsy at Bitches Get Stitch Done. Uh, Hemet, where can we find you? I am at Hemet Meta on Twitter. Go to onlysky.media. Check out that new site where I write stories. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.